Today on the Talent Cast, I shave my head, strap on the saffron robes, and chant quite a bit. Wait, I do that already. We'll be right back. Hello, and welcome to the Talent Cast. I'm your host, James Ellis. We're here to talk about employer branding and talent acquisition, talent recruitment marketing at some fairly deep levels. We're not here to pitch books. We're not here to pitch software. This is a 100% pitch-free zone. We're here to go back to first principles and really think through what it's going to take for you to be better at employer brand and talent acquisition, for you to win the war for talent. Yes, that's a bad metaphor. Yes, people shouldn't say it. Yes, it's also my Twitter handle, so I can't help you. This will not be your standard podcast. This will be a little goofy, a little weird, a little bit of me. Hopefully, you're going to learn something from it. If you like it, please tell people. Uh, if you like it a lot, review us on iTunes and Google Play. Otherwise, you can hear, learn more about us or talk to us directly on Twitter, again, at the War for Talent, or just go to our website, thetalentcast.com. So that having been said, here's the show. Hey, how you doing? James Ellis here. Uh, how are things? Welcome to the 40th episode of the Talent Cast. Yes, that's right, the 40th episode. They said it couldn't be done. I don't know who, but I'm pretending. Work with me, people. Come on. You know how this game goes. I want to talk about a phrase that no one ever uses, and I think we should. I want to talk about the concept of can a recruiter be happy? Is there such thing as recruiter happiness? Now, I think it's cruel. I think it's mean. I think it's 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 brutally rude that our that jo- your jobs as recruiters, our jobs as recruiters, however you want to put this. Sometimes I'm in the recruiter camp. Sometimes I'm not. Um, even though I'm not technically a recruiter, I'm a recruitment marketer, employment brand guy. Um, but recruiters have horrible, horrible jobs. Horrible jobs. You, I'll put you up against salespeople in terms of just sheer rejection machines. Uh, how, what percentage of your in-mails and emails get rejected out of hand? How many are ignored completely? How many times do you have those moments where you just kind of look at yourself and you wonder, do I even exist? Do people actually see me? Did I die? And am I having a stroke and I think I'm doing a job? And it's like a, a Jacob's Ladder Oxbow incident kind of thing where I think I'm doing this thing, but I'm really a ghost and it doesn't really matter and it's all happening in the blink of an eye and it's all in my imagination. This is brutal. It's br- being a recruiter is a hard job. Let no one tell you differently. Thanks for playing. Okay, thank great episode. Got to go by. Just kidding. Wouldn't that be great though? That'd be an episode. Uh, I'm that in two minutes, two minutes, masterful. You not only have to subject yourself to perpetual, unceasing rejection. You also have those moments when you give someone something they want, something wonderful something glorious, something that, and you've all been there, where you could almost come to tears, where you get off, give someone an offer, it's exactly what they wanted, it's exactly what they're looking for, it gives them something they were really looking for, a, a change of pace, a, a different opportunity, a work-life balance, um, a, a chance to make a name for themselves, a chance to get under the thumb from some boss they hate, whatever it is. We are given these opportunities of occasional sparks of insane joy mostly filled with rejection and, 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 and tedium, right? There's the other part of your job is the perpetual phoner interview. How many times have you asked those same four or five questions over and over and over and over and over again? And you wonder, gosh, when they say bots are going to take my job, can they take this part first? 
<laughs> Can we just take this part where I ask you about, so what, what interested you in this opportunity? I mean, how many times a day do you ask that? Times how many days a year? Times how many years have you been doing it? And if you got paid by the, if, you, if I gave you $10 every time you said that, would you call that a pretty solid salary? <laughs> it's probably true. It's probably pretty close. It's really hard to be a recruiter, but you knew that. And maybe you enjoy the fact that someone is acknowledging that fact for once, but it's true. Being a recruiter is brutal. It's tough. So I asked the question in these days of tedium, perpetual rejection, and occasional sparks of painful joy, is it possible for a recruiter to be happy? Or more to the point, is there such thing as recruiter happiness? What does recruiter happiness look like? When our jobs are to perpetually reach out to people and ask them if they'd be interested in this thing. Hey, you don't know me, but would you like to talk more about this job you don't know anything about, about this company you may not know anything about? I mean, you, let's be fair. Carly Rae Jespin is somewhere right, not writing that song, uh, Recruit Me Maybe. You know, hey, this is crazy. Um, I just met you, but would you like this job maybe? Would you apply maybe? How's that? I can't sing. I mean, maybe I can, but I'm, this is not the podcast for that. Come on. What do you think you're doing? Um, really? It's a tough job, and all you're doing is reaching out and getting stepped on and crushed and rejected and ignored, and then you have to go through the tedium of going through the process and getting the person, the hiring manager, getting rejected by hiring managers. No, this isn't the right person. No, I was looking for someone with more experience. No, I was looking for someone from a better school or whatever, or it's not quite the right fit. That's a great phrase, right? Because you're like, that means nothing, um, especially when they haven't spelled out what fit they're looking for, which is almost always the case. I'm not getting too mean, am I? Am I? No, I don't think I am. What does recruiter happiness look like? Because let's be fair, most of these horrible, painful, boring things are not going to change. Even with the advent of bots, you're still going to have to call a person up, create just the tiniest bit of rapport, ask them a couple of basic questions just to get a sense of who they are, you know, check to see if they have that second head on the shoulders, check to see if they sound completely crazy, check to see if they sound like the kind of person who completely fabricated that resume, check to see if that person really seems like a potentially qualified whatever, salesperson, marketer, uh, lawyer, accountant, uh, developer, whatever. Doesn't matter, right? Writer, designer, pick it. That's your job. That, that, that's not going to change. Because if you give that job to a bot, if you give that job to a machine, how exactly are they making qualifications? Even if you leverage video, which I know is the way of the future, so to speak, and I'm not 100% sold on that, but I can see it and everybody sees it. Um, even if you ran it through video and you have could, I don't know, uh, speed watch these videos real quick and do the checkbox, the mental checkbox game that you do when you're doing phone screens. Is that any better? Does that make the tedium any less? Or does it just make the tedium more and faster? <laughs> Which is, I don't know if that's any better. I mean, I'm sure that's great for productivity, I guess. But can you really look at someone at 2x speed and get the same kind of read on them? Have there been studies on that? I don't think there have. So the job isn't going to change, and the rejection isn't going to change. Unless you work for a company that everybody wants to work for, and there are only a handful of those, um, you're going to see a lot of rejection. And I bet I would love to talk to you know, those you know, most wanted, you know, most desired employers, uh, recruiters, and say, look, I bet you get rejected a lot too. Because the, the, the caliber of talent or the caliber of names elevates when you work for a Google or a Facebook or an Amazon or 
you know, PwC or whatever, Procter & Gamble or whoever your top kind of absolutely must work for companies are, Goldman Sachs, I don't care. Um, I imagine that since you're no longer getting whatever, you can really shoot for the stars, you're probably getting just as much rejection. The people you're reaching out to are being reached out to from a million people and they can be really, really picky, right? I don't think anybody's job is easy. On top of which, budgets aren't getting any bigger. No one has enough money, really, as we talked about in a previous podcast. I've never heard a recruitment marketer or a recruitment manager saying, no, 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 we've got plenty of budget. We know what we're doing. They all lament. They all wish they had so much more money or time or resources or people or whatever it is. And I mean, everybody, everybody has that same complaint. I've heard it from huge, huge companies, companies that have all of my money. They complain about it. So if it's for the, true for them, it's true for you. And so if it's true for everybody, well, I guess it's true. It's not changing anytime soon. Hey, uh, just interrupting myself for just a second, just to remind you that because this podcast has made me extraordinarily wealthy, there's really nothing you can do. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to make any commercials or anything. You do not have to donate anything at all to keep this podcast going. Again, wealthy beyond my wildest dreams. Thank you all. I appreciate it. All you can do to help me make this podcast even better somehow is to review us on iTunes and Google Play and other places that you review and share podcast information. That's all you got to do. Leave some stars, leave a review, whatever you got to do. We really appreciate it. It's what keeps us going. Thanks to the people who've done it already, but keep them coming. We really do, like I said, we really do appreciate that. That's all I had to say. Again, I want to stop interrupting myself to bring you the amazing voices of me. Bye. So what can recruiter happiness really look like? I guess the question is, can there be such a thing as recruiter happiness? Can you say, look, I'm going to be okay in the tedium, and I'm going to be okay in the rejection, and I'm going to be okay asking people who have no interest or no knowledge or no desire to get to know me whatsoever, ask them if they want to you know, spend 15 minutes on a phone call to learn more about this amazing opportunity. I don't think that's changing. I think the nature of a recruiter, no matter if Google shows up and, and, and sets up Google for jobs and Facebook jobs turns out to be a huge thing and indeed radically reinvents itself or, um, I don't know, Siri decides it's going to be figure out a way to do voice recognition analysis and uh, artificial intelligence so you can ask the right questions at the right time. I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Uh, have you used Siri lately? No, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Um, the job isn't going to change. No matter how much new technology shows up, no matter how big the company names that show up that say, oh, we're going to reinvent the blah, 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 blah. No, they're not. In the end, the job is about find people who would be good for this job, connect with them, evaluate them in a matter of a heartbeat, and get them to the hiring manager and let them make a decision. Then sell the hell out of them. Give them a good reason to show up. What part of that job is changing? with technology or with politics or with demographics? What part of any of that is changing? Look at a salesperson. Has the job of a salesperson changed in any way, shape, or form in the last, I don't know, couple thousand years? Do you think when Thog, the seller of, of uh, Crunk brand clubs, was a caveman and trying to sell Crunk brand clubs to other cavemen, you think that he didn't get rejected all the time? I'm assuming it's a he, you know, what do you do? Uh, it's caveman times. They weren't as you know liberated and, 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 and aware as we are. They, they weren't as woke as the kids would say 
I can't believe I just said that. Um, the job of the salesperson hasn't changed. Does the CRM change things? A little. It makes things more interesting, but the fundamental job of a salesperson hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. And I don't believe that with bots and technology and AI and machine learning that any of that's going to change for them, just as I think that none of that's going to change for you. And yet somehow, when we get pitched technology, it's always like, oh, this will make your recruitment life easier. Hey, get into social recruiting. This makes your recruiting job easier and your recruiters will be happy. Hey, get into the CRM model and it makes your recruiting jobs easier. Hey, fill the pipeline full of blah, 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 blah. It'll make your recruiting jobs easier. No, it won't. Because in the end, the job of a recruiter doesn't change. The job of the recruiter doesn't change. I don't care if you're using video calls or, heck, what's the new latest one? You should all use texting. Use your phones and text people, you know, the kids out there, the, the millennials and the soon-to-be Generation Z, and ask them to interview with you via text. Do you think that changes anything? Do you think your texts are going to be feel it's going to feel any nicer when they reject and ignore your texts than they do via email or than they do via email than they did via mail or phone do you think that changes things no it doesn't the channel may change maybe it makes it a little more scalable sort of but the job's the same the job of a recruiter really isn't going to change no matter how much technology shows up and no matter how many how many vendors come up and tell us hey this is going to change recruiting no it's not so the question then remains, what does it take to make a recruiter happy? What is recruiting happiness? And the answer I have to fall back on, and I'd love to hear your feedback. I swear to you, I would love to hear the feedback on this. The only answer I have back to fall back on is acceptance, is this idea that this is the job. Now, I'm going to draw another parallel for sales, because I've already done it once with cavemen, because apparently that's a thing. Um, the job of sales hasn't changed. I didn't pick that randomly. Because the job of a salesman, salesperson, my apologies, is the same as that of a recruiter. Create connections, create rapport, reach out to people, 100 to 1 response rate, try to convert, and then close the deal. That's exactly what you do all day long. It's exactly what you do all day long. And I know many salespeople who burn out in a year, and I've known many salespeople who've done it their entire lives, and they skip to work. They are so freaking happy they can't believe it. They figured out and they've not waited for the job of being a salesperson to change, to quote unquote get better, to get fixed. They don't pretend that we're in some sort of weird space where we're waiting for the next generation of technology or process or, or tools or even strategies to make their jobs easy, quote unquote easy. They know that their job is to be rejected a lot. And no matter how attractive they may be or how attractive their offer may be or how sexy their logo that they're representing is, there's still going to be a lot of rejection and they've gotten okay with that. In fact, some of them have gotten good with it. Some of them said, yeah, well, if they rejected me, they don't understand. That's fine. I'll get them next time. And they move on to the next one and they completely forget. They're like a professional athlete who throws an interception or throws a pitch that gets knocked out for a home run, they immediately forget it. So the next time they walk out in the field, it's like they're still the, they're still the master, master and commander of that field, of that pitch, of that space. They forget their mistakes immediately, and they go on and say, well, how are we going to make this work this time? 
How am I going to change? How am I going to exceed and excel this time? That's how a salesperson approaches things. That's how a great salesperson, that's how a long, a, a salesperson with longevity approaches things. And I think that's the same mentality that recruiters approach things with, or good ones, and especially ones who figured out how to build a long career in that space. I've met some amazing recruiters, and I've met some not young recruiters who have been doing this for a long time. And the best of them feel the rejection, and they're hurt that it's like, ah, it didn't work out. God darn it. And then they move on to the next one. And they're not waiting for technology or tools or processes or strategies to change things, no matter what companies are trying to sell them or us. They don't believe the job changes. The job is inefficient, inherently inefficient. I don't care what segmentation and, and, and uh, psychographic demographic tools that say, we're going to help you find more people who would be great at X. They're still going to reject you. No tool makes this an efficient process where you reach out to one person, that person is interested, you have a conversation, you bring it to the hiring manager, and that hiring manager says yes. That is never going to happen. That is a nirvana, a utopia that simply cannot exist. It can't. It can't. First off, hiring managers need to see two or three people. Really, they're only going to hire the one, but they need to compare, most of them anyway. There's no getting around that. On top of which, that means you're rejecting two, you know, two or three people and now you have to deal with that process. Now you're rejecting them. That's not any easier. That's not any nicer. That's not any more fun. That's still a sucky part of your job. So the, the vendors that tell you, hey, look, we have the secret to reaching out to new audiences and f fishing in new ponds and blah, 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 blah. They are lying to you. They are selling you something, right? To quote the Princess Bride, anybody who tells you life isn't pain is trying to sell you something. And it's true. This job is hard. This job is inherently hard. This job is hard almost on purpose. You cannot make this job any easier. You can make it easier on yourself by taking care of yourself. You can make it easier on yourself by giving yourself a break every once in a while and not taking everything personally necessarily, which I'm hoping you do. But waiting for recruiting happiness to come out of a box or the cloud is a farce, is a thing that you're, it's never going to happen. Just, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I hate to tell you that. I'm the guy who's going to tell you this. It's never going to happen. So let's not do that. Let's focus on ourselves. Let's focus on the constraints that we're given. Let's focus on the world we live in, not the one we wish existed. The best companies, the best salespeople, the best recruiters start with where are we right now and how do we move this thing forward? Not how do we get to perfect because perfect doesn't exist and beat myself up because I can't quite get to a thing that doesn't exist. But how do we stay where we are now, realistically, authentically, eyes wide open, and say, okay, how do we move this forward? That means you do not need to be the world's biggest, strongest, ugliest, smartest, sexiest brand to bring in the, tr the recruiting traffic. It means you don't have to have a load of money. You don't have to have the best offers. You don't have to have a metric ton of perks. It's not all jelly beans all the time, wherever you are. It means you can still do amazing work where you are with what you have. Could you do a little better if you had a little more? Sure, everybody could. But your best bet is to figure out how to maximize what you have where you are. If you're in a place where you're like, man, nobody's taking my offers because we pay crap salary. Okay, great, got it. Can you change that? No, 
Strange that, huh? Moving forward, what else do you got? What is different about your company? Do you operate some sort of sweatshop that I don't know about? That, you know, not only is the pay bad, but the working conditions are pretty atrocious. And by the way, you occasionally get beaten. I mean, how, what are we talking about here? How bad is your working, is your work lifestyle around there? It's probably not that bad. It's probably not a sweatshop. I mean, maybe you're not winning awards or anything for most best work atmosphere, but what's good about it? Is it the teamwork? Is it the camaraderie? Is it the work-life balance? Is it the location? Is it the work you're doing? Is it the mission? Is it the uh, innovation you're working towards? Is it the personal growth? Is it the support you feel from other people? What is the thing? Talk about that. That is the path to recruiting happiness. To say, yep, we don't pay much. Or, yep, they're pretty long hours. Yep, pretty rough working conditions. Yep, those things are true. Yep, management kind of tough to deal with sometimes. Yep, we don't have a great strategy and things are changing all the time. It's very fluid. Yep, that's true, that's true, that's true. What's the next line of that sentence? That said, we do offer great blah, 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 blah. Insert your term here. Insert your idea here. That's the job of a recruiter. That's what a good salesperson does. And by the way, if no one's told you recruiters are great salespeople, you are. That's the gig. You are exactly that. You are fantastic salespeople. Your job is to find a way to align what you sell to what they want. Simple as that. Not so simple, but you know what I mean. You're a salesperson. you got to find a way to get the person in front of you to understand the value of what you're offering. It's amazing salary. It's amazing perks. You will always be home by five. We have daycare on site. Everybody knows what you do. It will be seen by 14 million people, the work you do, whatever it is. You will grow faster and better. You will be tested like nothing else before. Whatever it is, embrace that part. Stop lamenting. That is the path. That is the secret to recruiting happiness as far as I'm concerned. And with that, uh, that was episode 40. By the way, housekeeping, if you get a chance, Jim Stroud uh, invited me on his podcast last week or two weeks ago, depending on when I launched this one out. Um, had a great time. Go look for it. It's on YouTube somewhere. It's on. It's around. It's Jim Stroud. It's Jim Stroud. You can't kind of beat that with a stick, right? Um, dudes, dudes everywhere. <laughs> he got a great time. The man's goofy as all get out. That is not an act. He is like that all the time. So had a great time. Go listen to that. Otherwise, um, I'm going to go ahead and announce it now. I'm hosting a series of webinars uh, sponsored by The Muse. Perhaps you've heard of them. I'm not getting paid by them, so I don't feel like there's any conflict or anything like that. Uh, but they're sponsoring, and I'm going to host them. And I've got six people lined up who are incredibly smart, incredibly funny, incredibly interesting, incredibly s talented at what they do. You're going to want to listen in. That's all I'm saying. I, there will be more details on the Twitter and the website and all that stuff as they come out, but I'm just letting you know it's a thing and it's happening. It's going to be a lot of fun. So with that, thanks for 40 episodes. It's been fantastic. Let's do another 40 and maybe another 40 after that. I know. Does that sound like a lot of work? It kind of does. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. If you want to comment, I appreciate it. Jump, you know, leave a, a review on the iTunes, Google Play stuff. That'd be fantastic. Otherwise, I'm on Twitter at the War for, the, the war for Talent. You know where to find me. Uh, thanks again so much for listening. I appreciate it, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.
The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.